0: You're listening to the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast, where we discuss advanced strategies, tactics, and tips for actually selling your music. If you'd like to learn more music marketing strategies, then go to musicmarketingmanifesto.com. That's musicmarketingmanifesto.com, and sign up for your free copy of the Music Marketing Blueprint. All right, this is John Ojaka, and in this podcast episode in this month's episode. I want to say months every time I say that, but I don't actually do these every month. They, they're they kind of intermittent, which I'm hoping to uh, change and perhaps make them more regular. Nevertheless, in, the, in this episode, we're going to be talking to Independent singer-songwriter Danica Holmes. Danica is uh, she's a Music Marketing Manifesto member. She's someone who bought um, the course that I that I put out. Most of you listening to this are, are familiar with it, uh, called Music Marketing Manifesto. It's in its third incarnation, and she bought it some time ago. Actually, just a just a few months ago, I think it was uh, late October, and. Um, She, you know, she's one of those people that sort of stood out. She was asking smart questions. She was taking fast action. And she wrote me an email a few weeks ago sharing some of the results she had. And she was able, uh, as it turns out, to sell 1,200 copies of a Christmas album that she put out uh, to a fan list of just around 3,000 people. That's a pretty good uh, sales to list ratio. And let's be honest, it's an impressive number, uh, no matter who you are, for any independent artist to move uh, 1,200 copies or so. is really, you know, that's impressive. And she did it uh, within just a few weeks' time. So whenever I hear success stories like this, I think they're worth sharing. Uh, So I invited Danika to join us on this episode uh, and just basically share her story, tell you what she did. Because uh, course aside, everyone brings their own unique brand, their own unique style, and approach to this stuff to this direct to fan marketing that we're focused on over here and uh th- that is certainly true with Danica and and once more I thought it was worth sharing with you guys so we're going to be doing that in just a moment uh, a couple of things before we dive into that interview um let's see uh looking at my notes here um well c- coming up we got I got something in, in the works um one of the things, you know, I kind of alluded to it a moment ago, one of the things that uh, I like to do with this podcast, I really enjoy it, you know, I was recently doing an exercise where I kind of at least mentally listed out what I enjoy most about um, my business so that I can start focusing more of my energy in that area and what I enjoy the most are the coaching calls and, and these podcast episodes. I like the dialogue and I like getting to talk with other musicians and um, just share ideas. I, I enjoy that part of this process uh, the most and so I, I'm you know hoping to uh, gradually make some shifts in that direction and what that means is beefing up this podcast, turn it into maybe something a little more... Uh, akin to uh, online um, music marketing radio show rather than just just this podcast that I do once every few months so um With that said, uh, the first thing I need to do is really beef up the professionalism, whatever you want to call it, of of these episodes, and I think that means a jingle. We're going to need a jingle for the Music Marketing Manifesto podcast. So um, this isn't an official call; it's more a heads up. Uh, I'm going to be posting something uh, within the next few weeks, hopefully. uh, Depending on when you're listening to this and depending on how busy the schedule gets, but I'm going to be posting something shortly where we're going to be holding a jingle contest. Um, The only real rules are going to be that it's 30 seconds or less and has the words Music Marketing Manifesto somewhere in that title, and it's really up to you from there. Uh, We'll be hosting tracks on the blog and uh, we'll have some fun with it and i'll select a winner that winner will not only get credit but they'll be getting a free copy of music marketing manifesto a free copy of the viral music toolkit and a, and a free year's worth of access to the insider circle that all adds up i don't actually have a calculator in front of me it adds up to a hundred thousand no. dollars no it doesn't it adds up to uh, i think somewhere around 700, 700 bucks worth of stuff so um you're gonna get that if you win and once more you're gonna get uh, some exposure you'll get credited in the podcast episodes and we have around uh, you know twenty thousand subscribers and growing so that means a uh, hopefully a nice little chunk of exposure for you as well so keep keep uh. Keep an eye on your inbox for more information about that. If you're not yet a subscriber, again, head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com and sign up for the newsletter or Music Marketing Blueprint or whatever interests you. Um, And if you want to get a submission in early, just email it to support at musicmarketingmanifesto.com that's support at musicmarketingmanifesto.com and uh, once more we'll get those in early and we'll be officially holding that contest uh, within the next few weeks at least that's the plan so I just wanted to give everyone a heads up for those of you who are uh, craftsmen and need a little more time but would like to take a stab at this um... be be pre-warned that that's coming down the pipeline. So what else do we got to go over here? Uh, Let's see. Um, Oh, yeah, you know, a new little, uh, it's not quite a feature, but a new little thing that we're going to be doing in these podcasts, or at least that's the plan, is to give a shout out to somebody each week who leaves a review over on the uh, iTunes podcast. Those things really help, those reviews. They help uh, when it comes to iTunes algorithm in terms of how you rank For the various keywords and things like that reviews mean a lot so uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you like it and you want to help me make more of them then head on over to iTunes search music marketing manifesto and just leave a a review and a rating there for me um, for the podcast in general again they they really do help Uh, and then from time to time we'll uh, read one out to you guys just again to give you guys a shout out and to say thanks so let's do it let's read the first uh, review or this This episode's shout out Uh, It goes to S. Jameson He says John is the guy for musicians to learn marketing from I take something useful from just about everything I read, watch, or listen to from him I really believe he's teaching some of the most valuable concepts and strategies Uh, that independent artists could learn in the current climate of the music business and if you apply what he teaches in the podcast I guarantee it will help you bring in more fans and more successful uh, and more success with your music Uh, so uh, thanks very much very flattering and very odd to read I might add reading that about myself Um, but it was the first one up on the list and so uh, that's what we did I gotta get Steve or Scott or somebody on the show with me so I don't have to do that because that's just darn right weird uh, (laughs) nevertheless if you've got something to say about this podcast, please do head over to iTunes and uh, leave a review there for for me. Again, they, they'll really help this podcast in their ratings, and they help keep us going. And uh, again, as a thank you, we'll give a shout-out to any of the new reviews that come in in future episodes. So with all of that out of the way, let's get to the real heart of this episode. Again, uh, we're going to be talking to Danica Holmes. Danica is... A, uh, independent singer songwriter from Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, I'm really. I'm. We're, I think we're just going to jump right in here and let her do all the talking. Let you tell. Uh, let her tell you guys who she is and what she's about, and again uh, tell you how she was able to sell 1,200 copies of a Christmas album within just a few weeks' time to uh, a relatively small fan list. So, um, Danica Holmes, you're on the line. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm great. I'm great. Um so you're you're calling in from uh Nashville, you said, correct? Yep. Well, why don't you tell folks just a little bit about yourself? Uh you know, obviously we're going to we're going to be talking about uh some recent success you've had uh selling selling albums, which, you know, um try as I might to change opinions out there. It still seems most most musicians think, or independent musicians seem to feel is impossible. Uh, you've, you've proven that not to be the case uh, with with some recent success, which we're going to of course talk about. But before we go into that, why don't you just kind of tell everyone listening who you are, uh, you know, uh, your story as a musician, what kind of music you make, and get, let everyone into your world a little bit. Yeah, sure.
1: Um, well, thank you for inviting me to be part of this. First of all, Um, I'm happy to share this story and hopefully can help out some other people. But um, like I said, my name is Holmes. I'm from Iowa originally and I play um, acoustic pop, a little bit of alt-country music. I'm a full-time touring independent singer-songwriter and I've been doing it full-time for um, about, I'd say it's been about three years now. So, and I, I came across John in Music Marketing Manifesto probably in October of last year. So it's kind of been a fun couple months using what I've learned.
0: Awesome, awesome. And if anyone does want to check you out, check out your music, what's the best uh, URL to, to do so?
1: Well, um, you know, the, uh, the website with all the info is danicaholmes.com. It's D A N. I-K-A-H-O-N-E-S dot com. In terms of Music Marketing Manifesto and the course, it's Nico Holmes Music have learned And that ha- would go straight
0: to... <laughs> have you learned nothing? You're not supposed to promote, own, okay. promote the big info site. You're supposed to promote the page that's going to get the opt-ins so you can build your fan base. <laughs> Man. <laughs> well uh, but I think I stepped on you there. Why don't we emphasize oh, that more, why don't we emphasize that one more time? What's the URL they should go to so they can get some free music?
1: Yes. For free music you can go to Music dot com and it's just D A N I K A H O L M E S music. It,
0: there we go. Much better. Um so uh Danica, like, like like she said Okay.
1: Well, um, honestly I, sorry. No, no. Sorry,
0: done Who
1: who's the audience for this?
0: This is going to this, this is going go to go out to Yeah, it's going to go out to the 20,000 or so Music Marketing Manifesto subscribers. It'll be part of uh the the next podcast episode. But uh musicians do, well, by, do buy do by music.
1: music it All right. Sorry about that.
0: Not at all. Not at all. I was just giving you a hard time, um, but uh, so, so, so as she touched on, uh, Danika bought music marketing manifesto some time ago, and you know she really s- seemed to embrace the course. You, you get a sense of different people as they're leaving questions and asking um, comments. Some people seem to really flourish with it. Others have more trouble. You know, it's a technical process, and it's a, it's business and it's marketing, and some people uh, take to that well, and and others don't. And uh, she seemed to really take well to it, she was asking smart questions and making quick progress and then she sent in an email just a couple of weeks ago now or was it even that long, just just after the holidays saying that she had had a lot of success using the strategies and was able to sell 1,200 copies of a, was it a Christmas album or Christmas uh, song or what, what were the details there?
1: It was a five song Christmas EP and they were, it was 1,200 physical copies, it was probably another hundred or so downloads Gotcha.
0: EP, well, that's interesting, which we'll get into in a sec, the fact that you sold much, so many more physical copies, um, which goes against what most people sort of think is the case uh, in terms of people's willingness to buy physical albums. But again, we'll get we'll get into that in a second. Um, but I thought that was pretty significant. You know, in just a short period of time, uh, she was able to sell 1,200 copies and while Compared to the millions that we hear about coming from the Lady Gagas of the world, which, you know, of course, that number is shrinking as well, um, 1,200 copies, is that is not easy to do. That is no small accomplishment. When you start selling, you know, th- thousands of albums, that's really hard to do and it's really impressive. And uh, especially when you start incorporating things like upsells and all this other stuff that we talk about, you know, one can make quite a lot of money off of um, – just a thousand sales, and it's significant. And so, I wanted to share um, your story uh, with everyone listening because because it shows you know what can be done. And again, we're talking about a short period of time, right? How how quickly did these sales take place?
1: It was in the Christmas season, so it was pretty much mid November to Christmas.
0: Okay, so so about so uh, about
1: six to eight weeks, I'd say max.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Great. Well, um, let's just basically start at the beginning and you know tell folks what you did. How'd you do it? How'd you sell twelve hundred copies?
1: Well, um, we printed our Christmas EP on a jacket, and the front looked like a Christmas card, and the back looked like a postcard. So it had a to and a from section, and you could just pop pop a, a stamp on it and put it in the mail and actually send it as a Christmas card. So we market it directly to fans as send our Christmas music as your Christmas card. Therefore incentivizing our fans to not just buy a copy for themselves, but to buy a copy for themselves and, you know, twenty five of their closest friends. Or, you know, we even had some people that would buy a hundred of them and give them to every person they would know, which is amazing for us because they just sent that out to a like lot people over the U.S. that had never heard of us before. So mm-hmm. um, so here we are. We had all of our, our CDs pressed, but the timing worked out so cool. And right when I bought and, and joined the Music Marketing Manifesto course, that's really when we needed to do our main sales push mm-hmm. for the EP. And I, I just kind of took all of the little tools that you teach um, you know, PayPal buttons and um using the A system. Um, I had no idea how to do that stuff before. Like I'm not a techie person. I'm super duper comfortable with the idea of marketing and business in general, but you know, the step by step techie stuff, like I would not have been able to do that on my own, you know, without your kind of step by step guidance in the course. So the first thing that we did was reach out to our existing fan base and you know make them aware of the idea. Christmas is coming; it's right around the corner. You know, for your Christmas card this year, why don't you give the gift of music instead? And we even left the the jackets open so people could put in pictures of their own kids and their Christmas letter and and whatever, mm-hmm. whatnot. You know, give them a the stocking stuffer. So, um, you know, we. We set up a sales page to um, at the Sydney Holmes Music website, and I don't know how many. We probably sent out. I want to say it was a good four emails, like a four email series
2: mm-hmm. to our
1: base of uh, people who are on our list. And um, gosh, the one that got really we got a ton of sales off of them was the one. With the, like, the 72-hour sale, like, if you buy now, we'll give you a certain percentage off or we'll throw in some extra for free, and I put your, um, that ticker timer on yeah. the top, that giant one that ticks down, sure. that was awesome. That really made people move sure. and buy, Sure. which hey. was awesome. And yeah. and we did we did have them available to to, but the physical ones, like since we were specifically trying to get people to put them in the mail and send them, because everyone's sending Christmas cards anyway, those were the ones that people were buying.
0: Right. And how much did you sell this for?
1: Um, Okay, if people, we did price breaks for different quantities. If people bought one, it was $8, um, 10 like ten to seventy five CDs was like five dollars each and if anybody bought a hundred just would say I want a hundred, we sold them for three dollars each.
0: Did you make any sales on of, of the hundred pack bundles or you know, how many people were buying these large bundles?
1: Um, we did uh yeah, actually I was super excited. Um companies were buying them as employee gifts.
2: Oh wow. Um
1: Yeah, two particular companies. One was a gigantic um, farm equipment company and their color is green. (laughs) Right. They bought 100. Um, Another was an architecture firm. They bought 100. We had a lawyer um, who sent them to his clients. He bought 50. Um, Those were our our big orders. Um, Most people were buying in sets of five that seems to be like the most common amount people would buy. And we did have a lot of sales where people just bought one for $8. Right. That was cool for us too.
0: <laughs> sure, sure. And that, yeah, that's really interesting. Those, those larger uh, companies that bought, uh, out of curiosity, were they people that you uh, had personal relationships with? Were they people that were just on your list that you didn't really know about? And you'd see these orders come in and go, Oh, well, somebody from this company must be on my list. Like how did those take place
1: um uh, that's a good question the yeah the larger companies are um people on our list that we did have relationships with and some big orders came in that were yeah i was like great who's this person awesome i don't know them fantastic
0: yeah you hear hear it was
1: about half and half i'd say
0: you hear a lot about that from folks when they get when you get into direct response marketing in all different markets you know um and it's why I think things like Kickstarter work so well um you just don't know who is a fan, you know you get a big enough pool of people you know in the thousands of of fans and there's a very good chance that you got a couple millionaires on that list that happen to have seen you somewhere or picked up a CD or been turned on by a friend and, um, you get, you get, I was talking to another artist who had, uh, and I'm probably getting some of the details wrong, but it was something like, uh, had, uh, run a Kickstarter campaign and got a $2,000, um, what do you call it, contribution, you know, for her largest package. And it was just someone who had come to a show a few weeks prior, happened to have some disposable income and wanted to support her. So yeah, it's it's um, one of the perks of direct response marketing and having a big fan base. But just just to kind of color some of that in for folks that are listening, because a lot of people um, that are going to be listening to this are discovering it through iTunes and aren't yet familiar with everything that I'm doing and this sort of course strategy. Um, what I teach in in the course I have Called Music Marketing Manifesto. It's currently in its third incarnation. It's the um, Music Marketing Manifesto 3.0, and it's basically direct fan marketing, or more specifically, direct response marketing for musicians. And the process, in a very, uh, you know, in a simple nutshell, is to um, r- rather than going out and doing what musicians are musicians, sorry, are uh, traditionally doing, and just kind of playing and performing and hoping that awareness grows to some mystical tipping point where suddenly we're famous, we go out and we actually drive traffic, we consciously drive traffic either through paid uh, traffic methods or like... Facebook advertising, for example, or going out and using free traffic generation methods like creating content for the search engines that ultimately points people to a lead capture page. And on that page, we offer some free music in exchange for uh, an email address. And then once someone is on our list, we use what's called an autoresponder. It's an email management system that allows us to pre-program pre-written messages and distribute those emails at... uh, predetermined intervals. So somebody signs up on Monday, they get email one on Monday, email two on Wednesday, email three the following week or whatever interval you want. And those emails are designed to really and authentically build a relationship, encourage them to communicate with you and interact with you and your music. Uh, And then ultimately, you go in and you use some proven selling uh, techniques and proven sales triggers to get people off the fence uh, and, and to make the decision to actually buy your music. And we use various tools like countdown timers and expiration scripts to make offers expire if, if we want them to be evergreen uh, so that everything is 100% authentic and legit. Um, and uh, that's what uh, Tanika's talking about there in terms of the different tools that she used. And that sales page you set up, were you using the MMM uh, WordPress theme for that?
1: Yes, I was, and I love it. Awesome. It's very user-friendly.
0: Awesome. There's a template that comes with the course that allows you to create these various pages, lead capture forms, sales pages, uh, and and all of that fun stuff. Um, but um, but so that's the that's the overview of the basic process. If anyone wants to understand that better, you can go to Music Marketing Manifesto and sign up for uh, the Music Marketing Blueprint. That'll give you a complete overview of of the process that I'm teaching, what I'm recommending, what Danica used herself. Um, so back but getting back to the story so I, I, I love the idea of using the cards i mean it's a great way to basically get sales from your fans and effectively get uh expand your your base enormously by going out and uh you know the, they're your fans are giving you the money, but new people are getting exposed to your music as a result. So that that's awesome. Uh, did you do anything out of curiosity to encourage those new customers to um, become fans themselves and you know, sign up for some more free music or anything like that? Did you include any kind of way that they could um, uh, connect with you? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> the CD well, the
1: hard printed, you know, right. they were too in. In hindsight, going back, I was like, oh, gosh, I wish, you know, if I could have just put a little insert in each of the CD, that would have been awesome next time.
0: Sure, sure. And I'm sure you get a fair amount of people that got the CDs that do seek you out and will, will no doubt connect with you. But let's talk a little bit about what uh, perhaps you were going to do versus what you ultimately ended up doing, um, because I think... You know I think every or the majority of musicians listening to this, the majority of musicians out there are you know they 're having a really hard time and oh, I know what it 's like myself in years past. You put all this money into and all this effort into the songs and then the recording of the songs and the manufacturing of the songs and when it comes time to sell it it's it's easy to get euphoric about all the potential before you actually release it, but when release day comes and you start putting yourself in the mind of those people out there and you realize, like, how are people going to discover this stuff? You know, a a couple of gigs is not really going to do it. Uh, What would you have done had you not discovered these direct-to-fan marketing techniques? Um, What was your plan originally?
1: Okay, gosh. Well, that's a big question. But, I mean, we have put out two other non-Christmas releases before. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and you learn a little bit more with each one of them. And you're right. It is such an exciting time and you're, all your creative energy goes into it. And then you put it out and you're like, why have 1,000 why have people? Why haven't this whole gen? Right. That. Mm-hmm. So at the, first, the first two releases did kind of take that, okay, we're going to put it out and hope something happens approach. And this... It was the Christmas one. Um, I've had enough of that, you know, and that's why I was actively seeking out ways to market this, new and creative ways to market this, ways to get it in the hands of lots of people that I hadn't come up with on my own. You know, I needed help, and I felt kind of pretty lucky that I stumbled across um, Music Marketing Manifesto, right at the right time. So uh, honestly, I don't know what I would have done if I wouldn't have come across your program because um, around the time when I was making an action plan, that's when I was actively seeking out resources for doing this better this time around.
0: Sure, sure. Well, fair enough. Um, So let's spell out the process a a little more clearly as well. Um, So First off, you how if you don't mind me asking, how big is your mailing list currently?
1: Um, it's about three thousand people.
0: So that's pretty significant. And
1: it's all.
0: I'm sorry, I cut you off there.
1: That's fine. They're all from live show signups, and that's like here's a clipboard pass around. Like I, we're more proactive with with email ups than a lot of bands. A lot of bands will just put the clipboard at their merch table and and like maybe. Don't use it in signs but we actually have people walking around, like talking to people during shows, like, Hey, would you like to sign up? Get some music? Um, Old fashioned clipboard style. So it's that's just- where the our people have come from. And I have a, a whole new take on that as well but it's kind of a different
0: topic (laughs) right right sure um so um and it's great that you work the room because it's amazing how many people just don't and you know i've been guilty of that in the past as well um and you know just as an aside one of the things i teach in the course is how to actually go out and drive traffic so that you can build your base without touring um and and it's huge and it's powerful and it's 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 uh, it's a freeing aspect of direct-to-fan marketing um, because while touring is awesome, it can be a bit of a trap if your only way of building your base is going out there or the only way of making money is hitting the road. You know, it's hard for most of us to do that for our entire lives. Um, but... Um, Despite the fact that that is what I teach people to do, what I like about the strategy and what I like about direct fan marketing is that even if you don't do it, even if you don't want to uh, embrace paid advertising or creating content for the search engines or any of these things, because you know some don't take to it, they they want to just make music. If you just do the same old stuff that every musician's always you know doing get out there and like you say, play shows and work the room, old clipboard style, you are going to, you, you're, and then you use the fundamentals of direct to fan marketing, the email management system, the building the relationship with those those new fans and asking them to buy using some of these proven sales triggers, you're still going to see an enormous um, boom in your results and, and I really love that about the strategy and I love you know hearing these stories like yours where you weren't out there actually driving traffic but you were still seeing uh, an increase uh, in results. But So you had those few thousand people and you were not using an autoresponder correct? Um, we were talking about that a little bit before. You want to talk at all about what you were doing um, versus what you're doing now?
1: Yes. I was just using um, just a regular you know any of like the band templates. Um, mailers, and I would just say out like, once a month, every other month, and it was just strictly information, you know, like, this is where we're playing, we just released a new video, I think all that's important still, but, but I wasn't using, uh, I wasn't ever able to monetize, you know, what we had going on with our list, so this program kind of just put it together, it was the aha moment, and nice. what you were saying before with direct, you know, like. Um, Paid advertising through Facebook and all that. I absolutely plan on doing that. This, um, and I really can't wait to try it out with our, our new one. We have an acoustic album coming out. Um, probably, I don't know. I want to say it'll be ready to go in about a month. So, with that said, I plan on doing you know paid advertising. This whole Christmas CD, it was almost more of an experiment to get re- to get ready for the release of the actual acoustic album because the Christmas EP it was just kind of like a fun add-on we did for our fans so I was like what the heck let's see if we can sell a ton of these and right. uh, you know what I'm saying
0: sure sure and and I'm I'm with you on not wanting to mention the service the specific service you were using I'm I'm in the same camp I don't like to pick on any companies um, but the reality is that most of these email management tools that are out there that are designed specifically for musicians simply can't do what the tools that are designed for marketers and companies can do, and even a lot of the ones that are designed for companies can't really do it. Most of us are out there. We ha- we, a lot of us have email management systems, but they're, they're more newsletter delivery Devices, an autoresponder is quite different, and right. particularly the um, the autoresponder that I use and recommend, which you can find more about by going to musicmarketingmanifesto.com forward slash autoresponder. Um, but there is such. A, an amazing suite of tools and features that c- come along with a, a autoresponder designed for um, marketing, as opposed to some of these traditional tools. That um, again, they do they do deliver what the tr- the average musician actually needs. Most musicians just need the ability to send out that newsletter. But what we're doing is something much more aggressive, at least from a marketing standpoint. Um, and you can again schedule those emails. You can create multiple lists. You can segment your list so that when someone becomes a customer, their automatically moved from the general prospect list and added to the customer list. You can integrate with PayPal so that when someone orders a specific product, they're added to a specific list. And there's just so much you can do. And I, I... see a lot of people trying to cut that corner and stick with one of these other services that are designed for musicians that, again, are not bad, but they just can't do um, what is really required if you're going to embrace this kind of marketing. Um, And you found that to be the case, correct?
1: Yes. I love autoresponders, and I'd never heard of them before. And I'm embarrassed that I've never heard of them because it seems, like, so obvious. Like, why didn't I think of that? For example... um, you know, I said, "Oh, we just put a clipboard out and people will sign up." Well, since I have discovered autoresponders now, what I'm doing instead is at at Combs Music, I actually have a, a live show sign up page that I have up on an app now. Just like I keep my iPad on me, so people can sign up. All that's on the iPad is is you know their first name and their email. So that way when they sign up at the show, they immediately get sent that confirmation email, they confirm, and then they immediately get sent the free download. So they can have signed up at a live show now. You know, I can be in between sets. And by the time we start setting, like a bunch of people could have actually confirmed and are now on our list. Whereas before when I just was using the clipboard, here's what would happen. I'd go on tour, I'd be gone for three weeks, I'd come home, I'd have like 300 emails sitting on a clipboard. Then I'd be like, crap ah, oh, man, now I have to try and read all these people's handwriting. This really <laughs> sucks. So sure. I would get someone to do that for me. We'd give an Excel spreadsheet. Half of them would be wrong because there would be, like, a letter or something. Else, like, you know, you get them transferred. You get them into this old banned newsletter way of doing it. And by then, like, you know, like, six weeks have passed since they saw you, and you're out of their mind. So the autoresponder, bam, they sign up at the show. You know, they're immediately getting emails from you, like, the next day. And obviously, you can choose your 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 levels and, and how much time is going between when you send them out. But that I'm really really excited about.
0: Yeah, it's a it's a real powerful tool, and it's probably. The single, yeah, it's the defining moment in my own career was really switching over from the old school spreadsheet that I'd plug into a dozen or so, you know, Gmail uh, emails that I'd blind copy everybody on to actually doing it through an autoresponder. Suddenly, um, you had I had the the bones of a real business on my hand, and the thing that's nice about it is because you are taking that both relationship building and selling process and uh, turning it into you're systematizing it you know you're turning it into a sequence that everyone is going through and so what you'll see coming out the other end is a consistent number of sales you add a lead to your system it's you know to that funnel and you're going to see a consistent number of sales coming out the other end. this will vary a little bit depending on demographic and targeting and the traffic source and things like that i would imagine people who saw you live would probably convert better than people that clicked on a facebook ad uh nevertheless all things being somewhat equal you'll get a consistent um, conversion rate coming out the other end and when you have that you have you can you can do a little math and figure out what each subscriber is worth to you so you know you get a hundred subscribers and you make a hundred dollars your subscriber values a dollar that means you can go out and look for new traffic uh advertising opportunities and whatnot um, that will allow you to acquire new subscribers for less than a dollar. And as long as you can do that, you can uh, make a bit of a profit and grow your base and grow your base. And eventually, you know, even if you were just breaking even, you just keep feeding that system and eventually you're going to have tens of thousands of followers. And once you start getting into um, those that having a large base like that, you can make some very serious money. You you can move a lot of sales in a very short amount of time. You can make bestseller lists. You can make an impact on charts like Amazon, which then snowball into more sales. Uh, and you know I I, I don't uh, you know I, I don't know her numbers. Amanda Palmer's uh, obviously someone I've talked a lot about and someone who's gotten a lot of attention. I don't know her personally, um, but You know, she was able to generate uh, something like 1.1 million dollars on Kickstarter. And uh, whether it's instinctive or uh, conscious, from the outside looking in, she seems to be using fundamentally the same process. You know, she uses things like scarcity and and um, special offers to drive sales very quickly. And uh, she's done a tremendously great job at at doing that. Fun and organic way. And she's just going out to that, you know, basically her email list and her Twitter list again, as far as I can see from the outside looking in. but the uh, point being you can generate a lot of money with a, with a significant size mailing list. Your sales are always going to be in proportion to the size of that list and so while you might not necessarily be making a ton of money uh, on the front end if you're just selling a $10 CD if you can at least break even and grow that list when that next album comes out you might have 30, 40, 50,000 people to send that email to and you just discussed uh, selling 1,200 copies of physical CD uh, with a list of only about 3,000 people. Now that's kind of Huge. Now I know that you were selling bundles, and a lot of them were bundles. But do you know uh, offhand how many total orders, or you know, just approximately how many total orders came in?
1: Oh gosh, I I don't offhand. If I had to guess, I I would say I want to say probably between three and four About right.
0: Three and four hundred um so that's let's do the math there well, even at three hundred that's that's ten percent of yeah, your list yeah. buying your your stuff and that's a tremendous conversion rate um i tend to see on a promotion from at least from people that have this stuff you know moderately dialed in have a good grasp of it um four to six percent is about the average i've heard of higher i've i've seen 10 percent a few times um, but that's definitely the high end um occasionally i've heard of people doing better um, but 10 is really strong means you have a good uh, relationship with your list and uh, but it is an achievable number and so uh, again imagine um those numbers, uh, you know, imagine having a list of fifty thousand or a hundred thousand people, and and what becomes possible. Um, and one of the things I'm guessing you you may yeah, yeah. you you may not have gotten there yet, because it sounds like you kind of found the, the course right on, uh, you know, right at the perfect time, and you probably didn't have um, much time to get other elements together. But did you attempt any kind of additional sales, upsells, things like that?
1: I did actually for the. Um... I, I was kind of running two experiments at once. I was doing the whole bundle with the physical sales, but then I also was, I actually set two separate sales pages. And I did one sales page for just the downloads, mm-hmm. you know, and I sold the downloads by themselves for $4.95. And then I did do an upsell to get our most recent album for 50% off. You know, that was 10 songs, so we sold that for another $4.95. And I was so excited. Like, a lot of people were doing the upsell. Right. I was like, holy cow. And these are people on our list already. And I was like, how do you guys not have this album already? But I guess you don't. <laughs> okay. <Right. laughs> Good. I'm glad you have it now.
0: <laughs> right. And how? what would you say the percentage was of people that were taking you up on that?
1: Uh, It was probably, I'd say like 25 or 30% would take oh, up on that show.
0: That's great yeah the uh, industry average tends to be between like fifteen and thirty so you're right up at the uh, high end of that which is which is tremendous I'm always even though I teach this stuff I'm still always a little surprised when when the stars align and 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 this stuff actually works consistently as I say it will um, it's really cool to hear um, so so okay so just to kind of recap that you you had an album a Christmas EP you were gonna you you were gonna put it out or you did put it out uh, rather than just going and doing show sending out a newsletter letting people know it was available on iTunes you set up a dedicated sales page to take orders uh, you you sent out a series of about four emails using a, a limited time offer letting people know that 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 offer was going to expire um, you promoted a a musical Christmas card CD um, with bundles and packages and you got about a 30% take on an upsell where you offered an additional CD getting even more money out of each sale um, which uh, you know it's really impressive that Yeti did put all this together in, in, in such a short amount of time most people sort of sit with the information a lot longer I'm, I'm impressed by that um, uh, but uh, and then you sold 1200 co- copies and uh, just over the uh, six week or six to eight week period over the holidays. Um, which is, you know, again, I think, I think really well done. Even again, referencing Amanda Palmer's um, uh, big record-setting $1.1 million campaign, I think there was something like 25,000 um, uh, contributions to that Kickstarter campaign. And obviously, I think they range from a dollar on up to $5,000 or $10,000. Um, so. When you look at that number, you know, 1.1 million generated off of effectively 25,000 sales, and Kickstarter is really just a sales platform. That's, I think, what a lot of people miss. It's not some magical system that's just going to start causing contributions and money to start pouring in simply because you set up the page. It's just a sales platform. It's perhaps fun for the person, you know, contributing because it feels like something more like a pledge drive. Um, and it's fun for a fan to take part in, but it really is just a sales platform and those donations those those contributions are going to be in direct proportion to the size of your list, just like your sales are and If one can generate a million dollars or more off of twenty five thousand contributions and here you've had you know um oh I was going to say twelve hundred but actually we're talking about three to four hundred, um, which you know is a small number, but your list is is still fairly small and and you can see that once you start driving traffic um uh, consciously, and adding even more um, points of monetization, whether they're house concerts or high end items and these kinds of things, which I'm assuming you haven't experimented with yet?
1: Um, not directly through your system. I mean, we definitely do house concerts and right. um, we've done two Kickstarter campaigns, you mm-hmm. know, so we, we've done things in other ways, but I haven't really had time to, to incorporate you, your sort of thing with what we have going on already so I'm really excited to maximize now
0: Right, right, well, yeah, once you start running some of these you know a- adding some of these additional offers to your funnel, i think I think you will be able to generate some real money, and uh, like I said, it sounds like you got your head screwed on straight and you've really responded to this stuff, so it 's awesome to hear. Um, was there anything else you wanted to kind of add in terms of your impressions of the process or you know uh, just really anything you wanted to share about the experience with with everyone listening well i'm
1: I'm still really new um. I've always embraced, you know, marketing and business, um, you know, so I'm not necessarily new to going to embrace it. Like, I'm not one of those people that's like, I finally figured out music's a business. Like, <laughs> right. you know, to me, that was, duh, like, I need to eat, right. Right? right? Kind of important detail in life. <laughs> so anyway, like, I, I'm I'm so excited kind of to use the MMM everything for our acoustic release. So it'll be fun to check in, you know, in six months or so and um and see how we can actually start, you know, actively driving new traffic through, you know, publishing content and Facebook ads and, you know, everything else. And and you've got me thinking about some other things, you know, like uh um, you know, an insider I think you call it your insider circle, but the whole um you know, like a fan forum, you know, how can I best create like an awesome fan forum? You know, yeah. a monthly membership thing. I know that I know that we can have people go, dude, I just need some really great ideas for it. So if anyone has an awesome fan forum they want to let me know, that'd be awesome.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was just going to add uh, right before you said that, um, I, one of the things I'd suggest on your next release is for that upsell, instead of just offering an album, maybe explore some kind of a... Um, Membership site you know and I, people some people do a monthly I kind of like annual more than monthly because uh, i don't know about you, but seeing those monthly payments, even if they're four dollars keep coming in each month, I'm constantly reminded of this niggling little payment uh, you know four dollars a month is forty 48- eight Dollars a year, that's not a lot of money, but if I was charged once a year $48, I probably wouldn't mind it, but somehow getting charged $4 a month would bug me personally, so I, I don't know if that's a universal feeling or not, but I like the annual model, and I like this idea, and this is actually something um, uh, that I do cover in the Insider Circle. There's a whole training module on creating membership sites, but you can create a password protected um, content area where you've got uh, uh Old demos, um, videos. It sounds like yeah, obviously you're on the road a lot, so you can create cool, unique, exclusive content. Uh, you know, if you've got enough money coming in, you could be recording stuff just for this this group of people you could be doing live internet concerts you could be doing live chats and just make you know the idea usually with an upsell is just sort of better faster cooler you know some they've already bought your album they've already said that they like it and they think it's worth money now that you've got their attention now that they've got their credit card out offer them something similar that's better faster cooler and you can do that with a membership site where they get more content, um, more intimate access, and they can truly become part of it the, the tribe and you're going to see the people that do feel a loyalty to you and your brand um, wanting to deepen the experience and taking you up on it and If you keep the price affordable enough, like say thirty bucks a year or something like that, you know fast forward where you've got a thousand customers you know that's 30 grand a year that's a nice base income for most solo artists um you know it's it's not necessarily it's not necessarily paying paying all the bills or giving us financial freedom but it's a nice base uh, of income and obviously you know increase that number and get yourself 10,000 people you've got some significant money coming in um so uh and, and you know from there once you have the model which you you basically do at this stage, once you've got that model um, in place, you just start driving traffic. And Again, with something like that, with a recurring income um, upsell, you might even just be breaking even or making a small profit on that frontline product, that album but um, s- slowly and consistently adding to those annual subscribers or monthly subscribers, depending on how you set it up, um, to, to, to really um, grow and expand your income in a serious way. So something to consider for sure. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm really looking forward to
0: giving that a shot. Well, cool. Um, so uh, once again, how can people check you out? How can people listen to some music?
1: Uh, you can go to denisehomesmusic.com. And I would love to hear what you think of the music. So email me if you can.
0: Cool, cool. Um, well, definitely check her out. And thanks so much, Danica, for sharing your story. Again, I just love kind of sharing the success stories that that come in when people uh, shoot off emails saying they you know sold a thousand plus CDs over a few weeks. It it, it really makes my day because um, you know I'm teaching this stuff because I want it. I want it to benefit others, and, and it's awesome to hear when it does. Um, so, thanks again for sharing your story. I really appreciate it. Um, any any parting words?
1: Uh, thanks for having me. It's it's been really fun.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks again. Um, all right. Once again, that was Danica Holmes. Be sure to check out her music. Uh Danica's doing some great stuff, and I think we'll be seeing some very cool things from her in the future. She's got her head screwed on right, and she's she's making all the right moves as far as I can see. So I'm really excited to see what she's capable of doing, uh given a little more time. A few months down the road, maybe in a few years, uh she's she's doing all the right things. So well done, and again, thanks for sharing um let's see what do we got to cover before we sign off uh if if you like this episode if you like that uh interview that you just heard and you'd like to learn more music marketing tips and strategies and all that fun stuff then be sure to head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com that's musicmarketingmanifesto.com and sign up for your free copy of the music marketing blueprint and uh again if you're on itunes and do me a favor head on over there type in music marketing manifesto and leave me a review they really help they help the help with the old itunes algorithm in terms of what ranks and what doesn't for various keywords so do me a favor if you like this leave a review it will really help and uh, i'll greatly appreciate it uh, and once more if you got a jingle up your sleeve uh, and you'd like to submit it then you can do that at any time uh, by submitting it just emailing it into support at uh, Just uh, attach it via an email. Um, short of that, keep an eye on your inbox because I'll be officially launching this contest uh, in the weeks uh, with a little luck anyway weeks or months potentially to come. so um, so be sure to keep an eye on your inbox. Uh, uh, if you're a subscriber, that is, keep uh, an eye on your inbox for that. Uh, and again, if you're not and you'd like to join the newsletter, then once more head on over to musicmarketingmanifesto.com. So that's about it for this episode. Thanks again. I really appreciate you all listening. Uh, I will catch you somewhere somewhere on the internet, via the blog, via email. Uh another one of these podcast episodes I need, a, I need a better way to sign off by the way. Um, so you know if you have a a, a fancy catchphrase for me or a catch every talk radio show host has some fancy way of signing off. i'm going to have to put some thought to it. but if you have any suggestions, uh, I'm really ending with a ramble here. but if you have any suggestions, then tweet me at John O'Jaca. Um, yeah, there we go. That's the end of the show, folks. Thanks for listening. take care.